Hello and welcome to another episode of Words With Myself. Sometimes we can identify our personality and who we are with just patterns that we tend to repeat. Our habits and behaviours and the things that we do day to day and the way that we tend to make certain decisions. Sometimes we can become so entrenched in what we do and the way that we do it and the opinions that we hold that we kind of have done them for so long and repeated them for so long that we forget why we picked them up in the first place. And a lot of these things could have been defence mechanisms or responses to trauma that we didn't know better at the time, so it was the only way that we could cope. And we integrate these things with our personality and we identify with them as us. So it may be a case of you were bullied at school and you ended up, like, as a defence mechanism, withdrawing from people and spending more time by yourself and not interacting or socialising with people. And then when you grow up and as the years go on, you carry this through with you And then by the time that you're outside of school and you're in work, but you're still, you know, prone to avoiding social situations, you then start to call yourself an introvert. I'm I'm an introvert because I, you know, I I don't like spending time with people. I'd rather spend time with myself. I would rather be indoors with a book Um, rather than seeing that as, oh, it's a response that I have ingrained and repeated because of a traumatic event that taught me that I wasn't good enough or that I wasn't deserving of love and appreciation and respect from other people. Um, So therefore I withdrew. And that has become a part of your identity now. And then you make decisions based off of being an introvert. So you look at introvert hobbies and you look at all these different things that you can do within the frame of I'm an introvert. And then before you know it, your response to a traumatic event has then shaped your entire life and who who you are. Your whole personality and you know what you like to do, your hobbies, your line of work, the kind of people you hang around with are all reflections of that traumatic event and how you responded to it. And it can be hard to differentiate which parts of us have been formed as a part of a trauma response or as a defence mechanism or something like this and actual characteristics. You know, Maybe you are just an introvert, maybe you do have a tendency to spend prefer time on your own and prefer your own company. But I believe there are a lot of ways that people don't maybe remember or are not aware of how life affected them and the way that it shaped who they were. As a heavily introspective person, someone who spends a, a large portion, too much time analysing what brought me to be the person that I am today, looking at the trauma and healing of the things that I've gone through and the the experiences that I've learned from, I still am working my way through understanding which parts of me are authentic, which parts are almost like the higher true self, and which parts are societal and a part of, you know, what I learned through where I grew up, specifically, you know, from England and then specifically in the West and then with a certain government in a certain time. All of these things play an influence into who you are and what the, the way that you think. They have a massive effect on you. But along this journey of where I have been learning about myself and taking the time to understand myself and look at what brought me to where I am today. The the main thing that I understand is to not be fixed, to be more malleable, to be willing and open to changing my mind because a lot of the times where I was like, no, I'm not going to do that, I'm not that kind of person, 
and the times that I've had that strong resistance has been because there is something there. There is a traumatic event or a response or something that I've picked up, something that hurt me, something that scares me, a fear-based response to the thing that I'm trying to do that makes me more fixed on being the other way. Because the things that I am not bothered about, the things that I have integrated and healed and learned is almost optional. It's like, oh, I, I see the, the the possibilities. I see how I could be, but I choose to be this one. This is my preference. Rather than being like, I'm completely abstaining from the other side and this is how I am. I know it. I won't explore any of the other options. I won't even entertain the idea. That's where there is something to it. That is, you know, if I was to say, oh, I'm absolutely not going out and meeting new people. I much prefer being on my own. I don't want to go and meet people or make friends or do something like, you know, I, I'm done with it. I'm completely against it. Well, then there will be the trauma response because I'm fixed in that way. There is a reason that you are so against making friends. And it it may seem logical that there's easy, it's easy to see why and justify your response but if you truly analyze it and work it out and question it you often to come to a conclusion which is like ah oh, why am i so against that you know do i know do i understand why and that will take you to ah oh, yeah because the last time that i entertained that or the last time i did that thing it was met with such and such result which means that i i said to myself at that moment in time that i'm never going to do it again you know, there's been times where I've done something and then maybe been humiliated or made a fool of myself or I didn't get it right first time and then I was punished or ridiculed for not being able to do it. And those times, things are the things that I thought like, no, like for instance, art is a big one. I never saw myself as an artistic person. And I remember in school, all the teachers were would only focus on students who were like naturally artistic in like drawing and stuff like that. I was really creative, but I wasn't good with like, pencils and paint and stuff like this but now I realize that I'm actually highly creative and highly artistic and I enjoy creating things I even enjoy drawing I just had to get over the stigma of the fact that I wasn't good at it but I it's only now that I can even draw without criticizing myself as I'm doing it it you know all of these things are, are skills they are things that you can learn you can get better at and oftentimes there are these things that we tell ourselves oh you know because I, I'm not talented in it, like because I don't because I can't just turn up and nail it first time or because I'm not better than everyone at it, then it's not for me. And that's not how things are. They are skills. They are things that you can do and get better at. OK, I may not be the world's greatest artist. I may not be the greatest drawer in the world. But if I enjoy it and it's something that I can do and it's a way of expressing myself that I enjoy, well, then I should be doing it. I should be doing it without feeling like it's going to get criticized or I'm going to, you know, I have to judge it as something that has to be to a certain standard. I can just do it and be and accept what it is. But still, I still notice when I am drawing that I have this very critical like mindset and like everything that I'm thinking of is like putting myself down and it makes me want to avoid doing it at all. And I have, because I have such a resistance that I used to say for years, like, oh, no, I'm no good at drawing. I can't draw. I can't draw. I can't draw. I can't draw. With ne never really attempting it, but I just used to say, I can't draw. I can't draw. And I completely shut myself off from being able to do it. And 
I almost like closed that gate. And it was because I had this response of like, oh, I remember when I did that and I was put down or laughed at or made fun of because I wasn't as good as maybe one of the other students. Um, and that made me feel bad. So then I told myself, well, I don't want to feel bad anymore. So if I don't do art, then I won't feel bad. And that was that kind of rudimentary defense mechanism that I picked up when I was younger. But it's followed me right up until now. And it kind of put a block on me creatively in almost every aspect. And it's only now that I'm really learning to be creative and learning how creative I really am. And like, I have a, like a natural aptitude to want to design things and have ideas and make them come to life. And, you know, a lot, a lot of areas where I didn't understand myself I, because I was completely shut off from anything artistic. It was almost like, like music and, you know, writing and poetry and drawing, all of these things. I'd shut off a complete side of myself just because of, you know, this series of traumatic events. And it can be quite incredible to think that one thing in your life could be limiting you in such a big way like the fact that I hadn't even I wasn't thinking oh you know this is because of x and y teacher back in the school I was just thinking oh no you know it was just a simple line like oh no I'm not autistic like oh I can't draw or something like that and I just completely shut it off I didn't really I wasn't justifying it in my head I wasn't even questioning it I wasn't thinking why am I so against doing this it was set it was just a set sentence like no I'm not doing it I'm no good at it and that was my justification for never trying. So look at all the ways that you have this big response, this big fear response, or maybe just the things that you tell yourself that you can't do, or that you're no good at, or that, you know, that it's not for you. Maybe you've told yourself that, oh, you know, this just isn't on the cards for me. Or, you know, it's not my lifetime to be doing this. Like, you know, <laughs> there's like loads of rationales and excuses we can give as to why we're not doing something. Even if it keeps coming up or we really want it, we tell ourselves that, you know, oh, it's not meant for us. And a lot of the times when you try and break these patterns, what you'll meet is a lot of pain and suffering. So then to do it, like maybe when I pick up a paper and I start drawing and I, I feel awful and I'm feeling all of this self-critical talk and I'm feeling you know anxiety and as I'm drawing I'm thinking oh, I'm so terrible I can't do it you know I'm putting myself down and then I, after drawing I felt so awful about myself that I think you see I knew it art wasn't for me and you know self-justifying through the pain but really when you break out of these patterns any pattern that you've picked up and you know integrated as part of you is going to be painful to break it, it requires suffering in order to break away from that and it and it is suffering it is painful you know like the the not having you know being introverted and not wanting to make friends like there's a huge hurdle to get over for then putting yourself out there and you've got to put yourself in an uncomfortable situation where you may have social anxiety and you have to you know, kind of force yourself to interact with people and be open to be making a fool of yourself, be open to, you know, not being as competent in conversing with people as you would like because you're out of practice. But any time that you break out of these patterns, there's going to be growing pains. There's going to be that feeling of anxiety and doubt. But just because it's painful, just because it hurts to break the pattern doesn't mean it's wrong. It doesn't mean that it doesn't add weight or reason to why you should maintain that pattern. 
actually it gives more credence to the fact that it needs to be broken because you have built such a fear response such a like a negative emotion behind what the other side of that looks like that you can't even begin to contemplate what your life would look like without that pattern you know for me like breaking through that creative side allowed me to start writing books start writing making music start talking to people and doing poetry and all this stuff it's unlocked such a huge part of my life that if I had have just never delved into that I wouldn't have known that this huge I had all of this potential in this area and that I could do all of these different things and that I would enjoy it so much it's such a huge fundamental part of who I am that I was completely shutting out and yet it's still uncomfortable it's still every time that even though I record a podcast episode or you know write something and then put it on the internet or whatever it is whatever it is that I'm doing I still feel that horrible nagging doubt and that self-ridicule but the only way that I've managed to lessen that feeling is by doing it more by leaning into it and you know embracing that feeling and then going you know what it doesn't matter whether I'm doubting myself I'm going to put it out there anyway I'm going to force myself to get over this the only way over is through and I just you know charge through and you know I started the podcast I'm writing the book I'm making music I'm sending it to people and people are reading my writing and all this stuff and yeah it feels awful and I have so much like doubt and all shame and all of these things associated with it yet no matter how painful it is it's not as painful as neglecting an entire part of my personality a part an entire part of the self like I honestly feel upset that I haven't allowed myself to flourish in an area that now feels so integral to who I am. And I feel like, oh, you know, I wish that all of these years, but obviously you can't do anything about the past. All you can do is set yourself up for now and in the present and make decisions now. And, you know, bit by bit, it will feel better and you'll get stronger you that's there's like a common thought in in psychology which is like you don't get less afraid you just get stronger so whatever that fear is whatever you are resisting the more you do it you're just going to get stronger and you'll get more attuned to doing that and it won't bother you as much anymore so have a look have a look at the areas in your life of which you have these patterns or these defense mechanisms or these resistances And ask yourself truly what the reason is, you know, whether it is a case of they're just not for you and maybe you don't want to explore, you you don't like it, whatever it is, you don't have to do things that you don't want to do. But if it is things that you might want to do or some things that keep popping up that you're curious about, but you feel this resistance towards it, ask yourself, like, why am I feeling like this? Understand it, analyze it, come to terms with the true nature of being and understand who is fundamentally making the decisions here. Are you making the decisions or is your trauma? Thank you for listening.